Welcome back to Storytime with Sisters. All right, this is round two, trial two of our newest podcast. Uh, me and Caitlin are here. We have done much more prep for this podcast, so we're going to see how this goes. We're going to start with categories. Um, so we have picked out different communities within the Reddit feeds that we think are going to be the more entertaining to you. And uh, we're just going to see how this goes. We're going to see how many we can get through um, without burning your ears. All right. Try number two. But before we get into it, how's your Sunday so far? What have you been doing? Um, my Sunday is good. I went to, I, I flew in from California last night and I slept till like eight and then I went to a yoga class with Jake and then I proceeded to yell at him every turn he took because I hadn't eaten in like 22 hours. Oh, he so, should know better. Yeah, he should know better. And then I um, went to Trader Joe's and I just had like spring rolls and a bagel, which was a really weird mix, but I'm feeling better now. Spring rolls and a bagel. That is very weird. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> what are you doing? Mar- are you surviving? Uh, Caitlin has both of our parents visiting. Yeah. So I live in Florida, but my parents live in Connecticut. And my mom and dad are here for a week. And then mom stays for two weeks after dad. Basically, oh. I live in, it's a live-in nanny, but your mother. Yeah. Which I think is better. <laughs> mm, yeah, maybe. Definitely better. A nanny, you have, to me, I'd have to, like, watch my P's and Q's with the nanny. But with mom, I can just be like, mom. I feel like you have to watch your P's and Q's with mom, though. Sometimes she's, like, very sensitive. You never know, like, what's going to take her wrong. Caitlin also cut her hair. It looks really good. If you're watching this video, it's wet because she's a mom of two. But um, I think I'm going to cut my hair this week. Are you going to chop it? I think I'm going to chop it. I got mad at mine, and I definitely cut it a little bit too short, but that's fine. It grows. I, I think I like it, though. Like, it needs one inch longer. I can't take it anymore. I couldn't take it. And also, mine was just so thick because my hairdresser also had a baby. So we never have enough time to blow dry it and thin it at the end. I, like, tried to curl mine one night when I was away. And, like, it looks good for, like, five minutes. And then it just goes, like, straight again and it doesn't look good. Yeah. Like, I just don't know how to style it. I can't style the long hair. And it takes too long. Yeah, it's taking too long. I don't have time for this. No time. All right, let's get into the first story. You want to go first? What's your first, am I the asshole, or you want me to do it? Um, it's up to you. Okay, I'll go first. Okay, you go first. All right. This is, um, am I the asshole for refusing to check on my neighbor's cat? My elderly late neighbor fell and broke her femur in late August 2023. After a week in the hospital, she has been moved to rehab. It's unlikely she will ever come back home to her apartment. I immediately started checking on her cat every day to include feedings, litter, lots of cuddles and grooming. After about two months, I told her friends I couldn't keep doing this every day. They stepped up and between the four of us, we each took a day. There were some days no one could check on the cat, but missing a day here and there wasn't a big deal as long as he had food and water. About six weeks ago, I told her friends that I would not check on the cat after the end of the month, January. It has been five months since my neighbor fell, and every month I'm being told it will be one more month. We, friends, all know she isn't coming home since she can't walk yet. We're all sick of checking on the cat, and there have been conversations about rehoming him. 
I see his little face in the window every day and feel so bad. I truly believe the cat is depressed. He is definitely desperate for affection. I called my neighbor and informed her I won't be checking on the cat after this month. She was a little surprised and even said, maybe I'll have to find him a new home. There are only a few days left in the month. The other three people who check on him sporadically live don't live close to her. I am just a few steps away. Am I the asshole for refusing to check on the cat after five months? Poor cat. I'm not a cat person, but I do feel really bad for this cat. Like, seeing the cat in the window, like, and he doesn't know where his owner is. So sad. Why doesn't this guy just take the cat until the lady comes home? He obviously likes it enough. I know. Or, like, the... the the owner of the cat needs to, like, rehome the cat. I mean, it's been five months of being alone. That's, like, half a year almost. That's just too long. It's too long. This guy either needs to take the cat and just be done with it. And, like, this is my cat going forward. Or it needs a new home. And so, also, he's a very nice guy. Yeah, very nice for going over there and taking care of the cat with three other ladies. So there's an update. It says, update. I spoke with my neighbor over the phone today. I am very blunt with her about rehoming her cat. She seems to think that as long as the other three people are coming to check on him, that it's okay. Which it's not. Like, it's just like you pop in and out. Like, the cat has no interaction. I can't rehome the cat without her permission. I will contact our local shelter about crisis rehoming slash temporary rehoming, as well as make inquiries with people I know to get the word out. I won't abandon the cat and I'm doing the best I can under the circumstances. My neighbor is in a nursing home for rehab and her leg... And her leg and pets aren't allowed there. I think he's trying to make a joke about her leg. I'm not sure. Uh, some of you have made some wonderful suggestions. For, thank you for that. For those who think I am the asshole, I accept your judgment. I do, however, ask, if you were in this situation, would you be willing and happy about continuing a check on a neighbor's pet for longer than five months? He He is not the asshole. He's going... He deserves, like, an award. He's not the asshole. The old lady's the asshole. She needs to rehome this damn cat. Or she needs to, like, pay someone to take this cat. I don't know. This guy either loves this cat and he should just take it at his house. That way it's not an inconvenience. Or the lady needs to get rid of the cat. Also, I think it's funny because, like, a cat and a dog are, like, same pet, right? Similar pets. No one would ever, like, if this was a dog who was being left alone for five months, like, that people would be, like, up in arms about how inappropriate it is. But because it's a cat, I mean, it doesn't deserve any less affection. Cats are a little odd, though, aren't they? Yeah, they're odd, but, like, still, five months is a long time. So long. Yeah. He's a nice neighbor. I'd want him as my neighbor. Yeah. You have a neighbor. All right, you're up. Okay. Am I the asshole for wanting to get drunk on vacation? I'm 30 male and my wife, 36 female, have no kids. We're going on vacation with her side of the family, her two parents, two siblings and spouses, and some nieces and nephews. I'm not a heavy drinker, maybe two beers a weekend, and that's not even every weekend. But on vacation, I like to let loose and have many drinks. The next day when I'm hungover, I just relax. This vacation has a packed itinerary with lots of activities and meals. I asked which night we were going out because based on the plans, there wasn't a day to relax. My girlfriend said that wasn't happening on this trip. 
I asked her if we had to do everything, and she said yes, because her parents were paying for it. All we had to pay for was our flights. I told her I was using my precious vacation days, and I wanted to do something ourselves. She told me on this trip, we wouldn't be getting hammered, but I want to, and this has led to some arguments between us. Am I the asshole here? So I feel like if he really wants to get hammered on vacation, he shouldn't have pre-planned. He should have just let it happen. He's a pre-planner. Like, what night are we getting hammered? Because based on the itinerary, there's no... Well, I don't know. uh, If if her parents are paying and it's a family vacation, then I think he's the asshole. Have you ever been on a family vacation? Well, I think if I had to go on a family vacation, I would need to drink the whole time. (laughs) It's tough. It's definitely not... It's tough because you're like, do we have to do everything or can we do something on our own? And then if you don't do everything, do you, you like kind of feel bad? I'm on his side. I feel like you should be allowed to drink and have like one day to yourself. Yeah, one one night to yourself. One night, one day to yourself. So like, I, I'm fine with that, but like to get like bombed, like, I don't know, that seems a little... But then also think about like us going to Cape May with mom and dad and like CJ and Jake, like... If you and Jake were like, we're getting bombed tonight and we won't see you tomorrow or tonight, we'd be like, what the F is wrong with them? Right. Like, I think it's weird that he's pre-planning when he's going to get <laughs> bombed. I think that it would, it's less weird if he just pre-plans to do something alone for the day, like of a night. That's nice. But the fact that he's just fixated on when he can get drunk, I find a little bizarre. It's a little odd. Like on vacation, the one night that Papa decided that he was going to get he didn't decide it just happened that he was like trash and then we didn't see him all the next day. Like that was funny. That was really funny. Yeah. It was not planned. It wasn't planned. Papa's also 80. He's 80 and he just liked the red wine we picked out. Yeah. Yeah. This guy is a little odd for planning it. Yeah. Uh, Maybe he'll learn his lesson. He can plan it in his head, but don't tell anyone. Yeah. he, He, he went about this the wrong way. Just like Jason Kelsey, did you hear, like, he planned to take off his shirt and jump into the crowd? I didn't hear that. So it's like I thought him take off his shirt. They're like, it's a little bit less cool, but, like, at least you planned it and didn't tell anyone, so we're fine with it. I also was, like, a little taken aback. as like, why did he have, like, gray sweatpants on? I think people love him because he looks like he would not play football or, like, have any money like it's like what's like going he on? literally looked like he had like gray champion sweatpants on yeah i know and i was like he he doesn't even have proper pants on to go to this game and he's heavy like i think that's what's wrong with me though because i wasn't even like oh he's taking his shirt off and he's jumping into the crowd i was like why does this like rich man have gray sweatpants on at this game <laughs> yeah he's a big he's a big guy he's huge you're like I is he like, athletic I also, like, saw a, like, Facebook post yesterday. It was, like, from one of those, like, random accounts. And, like, I don't know. I was on Facebook because I was stuck on the plane. And it said that Taylor Swift was on G- on Travis Kelsey's uh, and Jason Kelsey's podcast, New Heights. But I don't know if that's true, but I'm going to look that into it. That is not true. Oh, that would be, like, if she ever agrees to go on that podcast, I mean, like, the toast is going to be pissed because it's going to be top of the charts. Like, it's going to be top of the charts for months. Like, people are just going to keep listening to it. That cannot be true. I gotta look into it. I don't know if it's true or not. 
is Taylor Swift on New Heights. Special guest four days ago. Jason oh Kelsey Taylor Swift is Travis special and guest. Jason Kelsey teased the pop. It's coming. Wow. When do they release? I, I think um, they're Wait, once a week. Nuts. Facebook didn't lie. Every Wednesday. Yeah, I was going to say Wednesdays. Okay. All, All right. right, folks. Wednesday, tune into the New Heights podcast with Jason and Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Absolutely insane. That's crazy. All right. Our next category is dating. You ready? Yep. My girlfriend gave me a pass. I need advice. Me, 24, and my girlfriend, 20, haven't had sex in almost five months. She says she just hasn't been in the headspace. I haven't pressured her or said much about us having sex. Two weeks ago, she gave me a pass to have sex with someone else because she said she feels like I have needs. Would I be wrong to go along with the pass? Question mark. Does it mean I love her less if I have sex with someone else? Oh my God. Okay, one, they need to break up because they obviously just don't like each other. And two, yes. that's a trap. It's definitely a trap. It's 100% like, a trap. But they need to break up anyway, so it doesn't matter. Right. And, like, five months. Like, she's like, 20, he's 24. They're supposed to be in, like, the, their sexual prime. No, I don't think sexual prime is 24. Like, 30s? Like, no, I think it's, like, when you're, like, you have all the hormones in high school is, like, when. No, hor your sexual prime is not high school, Caitlin. Isn't that when you have, like, the most hormones and you... No, so I think it's I think it's scientifically that women have the most hormones in their 30s, and I think it's men 20s. Really? Yeah. News to me. Okay, anyway, they need to break up. I thought it was like... What were you doing school? in high school? <laughs> Yeah, they need to break up. I also think maybe, like, you know, she she may play for the other team if she's not interested, or maybe she's just not physically attracted to him. I feel like sometimes people just stay together, too, because it looks really good on paper. Like, this is who I should like. Yeah. So like our advice to this nice fella is break up. It's a trap. Like, take her up on it. It's a trap. You have to break up anyway, so it doesn't matter. No, don't take her up on it, because then you're just going to end on bad terms. Just break up. But you, even if they do break up, like, you can't talk to her again. It's just done. Yeah. Pack up your shit. And go. I saw a lot of those stories, honestly. Like, I saw a lot of, like, my girlfriend or my boyfriend gave me a pass. What should I do? Like, you never, never do it. Never. It's a trap. Boys are so stupid, too. Like, how do we need to tell them this? <laughs> All right. This one is hysterical. <laughs> Would you date a man with stains in his underwear? I'm approaching 30 years old, and as and as I've aged, I've noticed I've been getting a lot more poop stains in my undies. It's not that I don't wipe. It's just that while I'm sitting, sometimes it gets a little wet down there. 
Like, I can wipe till it's squeaky clean, but then after a few hours, there's a bit of leakage. Would you still date a man who comes home from a long day of work and jumps on your bed with stained undies? What the hell? So, I have a couple of thoughts here. Um, and I think that a couple of things are happening here. One of which is, like, I do not think this man is wiping squeaky clean. So I have two things that he can change about the way he wipes. One is, is he might be wiping back to front, which is a hard no. <laughs> Someone may have never taught him that you're supposed to wipe front to back. And every woman knows this. But right? Like, from the front to the back. <laughs> Front to the back, like a scoop. It's like a scoop motion front to back. Yeah. Like, please, dear God, any man who is listening to this, wipe front to back. I don't know, like, why that isn't self-explanatory, but I have learned it's not. So, my next bit of advice, uh, front to back, and I think he might need to start using wet wipes. Like, you know, if you think about it, why do you wipe your, like, babies that, like, when they're pooping and, like, pooping, whatever, they always get uh, a wet wipe? Why don't adults use them? It's so much more sanitary. I mean, I definitely agree, but also having a baby, they, like, poop in their diaper and it goes everywhere. So that's where we use the wipe. It sounds like this man is pooping in his pants. It's going everywhere. <laughs> he needs a wet wipe. He needs to wipe front to back, and he needs a wet wipe. And if that doesn't solve his problems, if none of these tips solve your problems, just come home and take a shower. Maybe if he needs like these, if none of these tips solve his problem, then he needs to go see like some he needs to go for medical attention because like something's wrong with his anal sphincter. Like something's not working. Oh yeah, we we always forget to mention Christy's a PA, so it's helpful. She does know he, she's he's lacking about. rectal tone of some something's going on. Do you have lower back pain, sir? Like um Can you do kegels in your butt? Is that a thing? I don't know. Well, I, it's all related. Like, it's all pelvic floor strengthening. So, yeah. Maybe he needs some Kegels for his butt. He needs some pelvic floor therapy. <laughs> my my answer is to his uh, overall question, no. No, you're not going to get a girlfriend. You might get a girlfriend, but the second she sees your underwear, she's leaving. Oh, my God. All right. Give me your relationship advice. Which, honestly, like, it, it might be, like, without saying too much, I've been in a similar scenario, and it wasn't, like, a deal breaker, though. <laughs> Just fix the problem, sir. Yeah, but you, you found out, like, too far into it for it to be a problem. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, I can have my own Reddit page. All right. Yours are funny today. All right. Relationship advice uh, is the next category. Yep. All right. My mom's boss has been having an affair with my mom. All right. I found out in 2019, my mom's boss has been having an affair with my mom. I confronted my mom about it when I found out. I told her she can't do that because she's married. She's being a homewrecker. She cried and said she wouldn't do that anymore. My mom is pretty close with the wife. She always invites us places and we always spend the holidays together. The wife always treats my mom as if she's one of her daughters. Wife is in her late 
50s, early 60s. But after I found out, I stopped wanting to attend in-group activities with them. Fast forward, my mom is still close with the wife and the husband. Today, I called my mom and heard her phone ringing in her bedroom. I found her phone sitting on her bed, so I grabbed it and turned her phone over. And that's when I saw messages from the husband. The message said, good morning, baby, with a bunch of heart emojis and saying, I love you so much, baby. I miss you as well. This has been going on for four years now. I want to confront my mom, but I don't know what to say. I'm so mad at her. I even told her how she feels, how she would feel if she was the wife being cheated on. I'm afraid she's not going to listen to me. Should I even tell her or should I tell the wife? I wish we knew how old this kid was. I think she's, like, well, she's old enough to, like, write on Reddit. So, like, anywhere between, like, 13 and college? 30. Yeah, yeah. 30. I feel like it depends how old you are. Like, how how's this person kept the secret for four years, number one? I know. It's, like, crazy. This is, like, a lot to put on a kid. I feel like this is just very wrong to put on this child. Oh, it's totally wrong. So would would you tell the wife? No, I would tell my dad. I don't think she has a dad. I think the mom is single. She said the mom's married. Oh, her parents are divorced. Yeah, it's just I think it seems like it's her and her mom. And her mom is single, but her mom is having an affair with her boss. And they're good friends with the family, like the wife. I, I don't would tell I would tell her you have like one week to come forward with this or I'm going to do it for you. I feel like you never know what goes on in between people's marriages. Like the wife could know already and just be like, it's fine. Like, I don't care. I don't even like my husband. That's true. So I feel like I would just be like, mom, I don't want to go to any like it's your business. I am not going to participate in anything where that family is. I'm like, please don't. Like, don't try to trick me. Like, I can't go. And if you do trick me, I'm going to tell the wife. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, if you've lived with your mom, if your mom's single, I feel like it's the husband's fault, not the mom's fault. Yeah. All right. You're you're. All right, mine is insane. So just bear with me. There's a lot of pieces to this one, okay? All right. Someone recently sent my girlfriend, female 20, video proof that I, male 20, cheated on her, but I didn't. So this last Friday, out of nowhere, my girlfriend started asking me questions like, do you have something to tell me? So obviously I thought she was joking because she likes to mess with me. Turns out she wasn't. She told me that someone, which I think is my ex, female 22, sent my girlfriend a video of some random guy getting a blowjob from her and told my girlfriend that she had something to, she had something with me and felt bad that it happened so decided to tell her by sending the video. Obviously, my girlfriend was mad as hell and started flipping out. I tried to tell her that it wasn't me, but apparently she recognizes my dick from the video, so that's all the proof she needs. Guess my dick is pretty common. Let me just tell y'all, I'm not in that video. I've never been with someone else other than my girlfriend, and I would never think of being unfaithful to her. 
I just love her so much and wouldn't dare to do that to her because I know how much that would hurt her. Also, we're not that intimate, not because we don't want to. She just has a lot of anxiety about it, which I don't really mind not doing anything sexual. After all the back and forth of telling her it wasn't me and that my ex was trying to break us up, she told me she needed some time to think things out and she wasn't feeling in the mood to talk. But all the trust she had in me was gone, so she said goodnight and that was it. On Saturday, I tried to send her a video so she could compare my penis and the one shown in the video and see that they don't look the same at all. (laughs) Also, not my face nor my voice appear on the video. But she doesn't want to see my penis. I should have thought it was insensitive first. That's my bad. I was too impulsive. Then we went back and forth again and it didn't end in anything. Today, Sunday, I went ahead and did a list of things that were proof that it wasn't me on the video. One, the penis size is different. Two, pubic hair is different. Last year, I had a kickboxing fight, so I had to shave to make weight, because I'm very hairy. I have a lot, and the guy in the video doesn't have that much. I thought it was pretty clear that I wasn't the one on the video after I explained everything to her, but she still thinks I cheated on her and doesn't trust me. I'm sorry if this post isn't legible. English is not my first language, but I decided to post it here just so she couldn't find it. She can't speak English. <laughs> I think it's really funny that his like whole like uh, solution to this problem is I'm going to now take a video of my penis and send it to her so she can compare the two. <laughs> no, and, the I'm gonna make a, and I'm going to make a comparison between the two. Also, like, the girlfriend needs to get out of the situation because clearly he has a wild ex who who took a video of herself giving another man a blowjob and then sent it to her. Like, I would be out, too. Like, even if I didn't believe him that it wasn't him, like, this is just too messy. It's so messy. This whole thing, I just couldn't stop laughing about it. He's like, couldn't be me. I had to shave all the hair off my body to make weight for kickboxing. You're like, how much do you think hair on your body weighs? Yeah, how much does he think the hair on the body weighs? Like, it weighs nothing. Like, it weighs... (laughs) Christy, this one is ridiculous. There's nothing to say. It's just hysterical. Like, what is going on? Also, it's like a long post. Like, he really took time. He probably had to Google Translate. No, he speaks English. The girlfriend doesn't. No, he said English isn't his first language. No, it's not his first. I had to clean up that post a lot so I could read it. Oh. All right, give me your momit. All right, I have a couple, like, momits um, from, uh, is our next category parenting? Momit or parent. Yeah, momit then parenting. All right, I'll read, I'll read these two and then I'll, I'll save the other one for parenting. All right. <laughs> this, I think I picked this one because uh, Caitlin is, or was, potty training Georgia, her two-year-old. And it was, like, a really funny experience. Every time she would go pee-pee in the Amazon toilet in the living room, she said, I pee-pee! I pee-pee! So I picked this story. My potty-averse three-year-old with me in Target bathroom, loudly while clapping. Great job going pee-pee, mama! Woohoo! Do you get a potty treat? The entire bathroom erupts in laughter. Luckily, I have no shame and am not entirely embarrassed. I can see Georgia doing this to you. Great job going pee-pee, mama. Woohoo! 
Ooh, do you get a potty treat? Oh, totally. But Georgia would do something even worse. She'd be like, Mama, big poo poo. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would not care if she announced in the bathroom that I pee, but if I had to poop in front of her in public and she announced the whole bathroom, like, Mama, big poo poo, I would, I would not, I wouldn't come out of the stall. I couldn't. Does comment on her poop size. Poop size. She says, big poo poo. Little poo poo. <laughs> All right. I was on a call today and my three-year-old wandered into my office and I thought she was going to say something cute in front of my client slash colleagues, but she just said, mom, I pooped and it's liquid. <laughs> uh, and this is the best part. There's a comment here and it says, Husband's coworker was on an audio-only meeting while his son was in the bathroom. Said son was doing the no-pants potty training. Son hands him something, and he just says, and he just takes it, not realizing what it was. It was poop, just a singular solid poop. He was mortified that he just held it and continued the meeting pretending that everything was fine. <laughs> I thought this was so funny. Like, I could see CJ on recording a podcast or, like, on a meeting, and Georgia would do this to him. Like, he hands him a piece of poop, and he he's so oblivious sometimes he would just take it. And then could you imagine, Caitlin, if he had to hold it for the rest of the meeting, acting like everything was fine? It would somehow be my fault. Like, why would you let her pick up the poop? <laughs> so funny. Right, so that, that was my string of potty momming moments. All right, here's my potty. Here's my moment. Confession. I just had to poop in a toddler plastic potty because my child's father likes to spend 30 plus minutes in the bathroom. I'm nine months pregnant. I want to strangle him. hysterical <laughs> and also something that would happen to you because jake definitely spends 30 plus minutes in the bathroom oh we had to move into a two-bedroom apartment with two bathrooms because like there are so many times where i nearly shit my pants because he wouldn't get out of the bathroom i would be like doing the poop dance outside the bathroom like you need to get out 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 <laughs> he does he spends about 30 minutes in the bathroom it's like ridiculous six, six times a day I don't understand what they do in there. How do they have this much time? It, it is ridiculous. And, like, honestly, like, a lot of our fights stem around the amount of time he spends in the bathroom. And we have two bathrooms. But, like, still, I feel like I don't see him when we're home together because he's half the time in the bathroom. He must have an OnlyFans in the bathroom or something. <laughs> I have accused him. I'm what kidding. You, what are you I'm doing kidding. in that bathroom? I'm totally kidding, and that's the joke with our family now, is, like, we joke with Jake that he is an OnlyFans, but he doesn't. He doesn't have an OnlyFans, but he might have been smoking his marijuana pen in the bathroom all along. That's why his oh. bathroom gotten shorter, so. Um, that could have been it. Yeah, no, it was. That was happening in there, so. <laughs> oh, Jake. I crumb, but Jake always finds ways to get himself in trouble. He's a good guy. He really is a good guy, but, uh, poor man. Poor Christy. Yeah, poor me. 
All right. Uh, this is my parenting one. There you go. Well, it happened. I am mortified. My son's class is talking about feelings this week. Today was sadness. The teacher was asking what made each kid sad. And my son's answer was, it makes me sad when mommy and daddy tell me to go play when daddy is laying on top of mommy. <laughs> oh, shit. Y'all, I screamed. I'm so absolutely embarrassed. I need to move towns. The comments on this post were, like, really, really supportive and funny. And that, like, this has happened to, like, so many parents. And a lot of teachers commented. And the teachers were, like, awesome. They were, like, um, one of the comments from the teacher was, like, that she starts, like, her first open house as a kindergarten teacher. Like, I promise to only believe half the things your children say about you if you believe only half the things they say about me. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Honestly, I'd rather my child say that than, like, ah, it makes me sad when my mommy and daddy fight. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I feel like this one's like, well, your mom and dad, the teacher thinks you guys still love each other, so that's really they not They have a healthy bad. relationship. But it's pretty funny. It's hysterical. I would die. Uh, Why'd they tell her? Um, I don't know. I'd be like, just keep these things to yourself. Like, why do I need to know? She's going to be yes. horrified and keep me up at night. That's true. I don't need to know all this shit. All right, this is a good one. I just ate baby poop. I was running late to an appointment this morning, so I was frantically trying to get the bag packed and baby ready. As Sorry, did you putting... say I just ate baby poop? That's the title. Okay. I'm running late to an appointment this morning, so I was frantically <laughs> trying to get the bag packed and the baby ready as i'm putting him in the car seat i see his face turn red and he takes the biggest loudest poop i've ever heard i quickly unbuckle him run upstairs undress him and start wiping him down i take the first wipe and clean off a mountain of poop trying to get as much off as i can now the wipes we use don't separate very well when you pull them out so when i'm in a rush and only have one hand free i rip them apart with my teeth to separate them i think you can see where this is going in one hand, I have the wipe drenched in poop, and in the other hand, I have the two clean wipes stuck together that I just pulled out. In my rushed, panic, sleep-deprived state, I shove the shit-covered wipe in my mouth and bite down. Poop fills my mouth. I stood there for probably way too long because I couldn't even believe what I just did. I spit the wipe out and started cleaning my mouth out with the clean wipes. I moved my still poopy baby to the crib for a second while I ran to the washroom to gag and rinse with all the mouthwash we own. When I come back to finish cleaning up the baby, he looks at me with the biggest, gummiest smile possible. He probably thought it was a fun game we were playing or something. No one warned you about some of the nasty stuff you'll go through in parenthood. This is absolutely hysterical. I can see you doing this, Keelan. I think the biggest thing I relate to in this is, like, the sleep-deprived state. Like, you just do, like, truly the dumbest things. Like, you can't even believe the stupid shit that you do. It's honestly good you have maternity leave because, like, no one should pay me to work. Like, I shouldn't have – if I'm working right now, it would come out awful. <laughs> I will never forget when we were – when Georgia was, like – I don't know how old she was – she was old enough to eat solids, and we went to a locale in the north end of Boston for pizza, and uh, she had her little, like, uh, rubber plate that, like, sticks to the table so, like, we could put stuff on her plate, and um, 
I don't think like you didn't have a wipe to clean the the little bowl plate when she was done. So you took you took a piece of pizza crust and you start like mopping up all of the things that are on the the bowl plate, whatever. It's so, like clean it as best you can. And then at the end, you look at the pizza crust and I'm watching you do this and you're like, well, now what do I do with this nasty, soggy, gross little piece of pizza crust? And you put it in your mouth to eat it. And I almost fell over and I was horrified. I was absolutely horrified. Like, and then you, you realize what you did and you spit it out. <laughs> like, <laughs> like your thought process, like, I'm like, she's not going to eat it. She's not going to eat it. She put it in her mouth. I was like, no, and you spit it out. <laughs> so. So have you heard about the elevator, the most recent dumb thing we've done? No. Oh, God, this is really bad. So now we have a two-year-old and a two-month-old. And for people who don't know me and Christy, who don't know me or Christy, we live, we accidentally bought a house in Florida and pretty much a retirement home. So we have an elevator in our house. It sounds like really bougie, but we live on the second floor. And since we're in the retirement home, all the houses have to have them. So the freaking elevator stops working the other day. And we're on the second floor, so to carry the groceries up is, like, a lot of work. So I immediately call, and I'm like, I need someone to come out to fix the elevator. And I ask them on the phone, like, what do you think's wrong with it? And they're like, oh, maybe just the battery's broken. Does the door open? They ask me, like, a few questions, okay? Yeah. We can't figure it out over the phone. The man comes two weeks later, and he opens up the door, Christy, and there's a fucking switch that says run and stop. He flips the switch and says, okay, you're good to go. What? <laughs> and do you know how much money they're trying to charge me for this man to come out? And it took him one minute to flip a switch and show me. How much? $450. No. I told him, take me to court. I'm not paying you. That's fucking ridiculous. And you should have asked me on the phone if that switch was flipped. That's crazy. And thankfully, when I made the appointment, they did take my credit card information, but Georgia and Cammie were both screaming, so the lady wrote it down wrong, so she can't charge us. Oh my god. Isn't that horrible? So, like, so you must have, like, loaded up the elevator, and then that switch got, like, moved. No, what happened is the stupid princess tent that Christina, CJ's sister, bought us, when people were looking at the house, I put the princess tent in the thing, and when I pushed it down, it flipped the switch. Oh. The princess tent is now underneath the bed. I put it back together. The princess tent cost you $450. $450. And now we're not even selling the house, so it was all not worth it. Oh, my God. <sighs> all right, That's give me your good. wedding planning. At least I'm not doing that anymore. All right. Uh, Cannabis-friendly venue. I had never heard of this, so I picked it as a story. I recently got engaged this year, and I always said, if I was to have a wedding, it would have a weed bar. So here we are. I would love to be able to partake during it, and most of the guests that would be invited also partake. So I don't see it being an issue. Everyone that will be invited knows that I work in cannabis and it has become a large part of my life. So I'm currently working, looking for a venue that would allow a cannabis bar as well as consumption on site. I know it will probably have to be outdoors, and I don't mind that. I'm looking in Massachusetts and Rhode Island. If anyone has been to one or knows of someone that has, 
please give me some ideas. I want to add that I know the laws and what is accepted in each state and I'm looking into it. I don't need advice on laws. I want advice on venues. <laughs> so someone commented and said, I'm doing it. I'm having a 420-2024 wedding. Weeding. They said weeding. I mean wedding with like a silly face. Weed bar and everything. It's a private party and marijuana is legal here in sunny SoCal. I then love someone, it. I think it's someone, fun. Someone commented, wedding twins. Unfortunately, not legal where I am. I think it's fun. Like, if people don't drink, why can't they, like, have an edible? I think just, like, make it clear, like, how much is in each edible so that, you know, Grandma Ray doesn't come in and have, like, four brownies and then the woman's rolling on the floor because she didn't realize. Yeah. It's kind of a cool idea. Instead of, like, an ice cream bar, you have, like, a, a weed bar that says, like, I toured spots in SoCal that had spaces that they suggested for bud bars. I think it's, it's sick. Fun. I think it's a great idea. I always feel like in like 10 years, people will come to your house and they'll be like, you know, we ask like, do you want a drink? Like what type of drink do you want? Like, yeah. oh, what type of edible can I get you? Yeah. And this is like designated smoking areas, which I like, like you don't want your whole wedding just like reeking of it. So like there would need to be like. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I feel, but like like, I, wouldn't, I feel like I wouldn't do any smoking weed. I would just do like edibles. Yeah, or, like, I guess if you if people wanted to smoke it, like, maybe, like, a weed pens instead of, like, a joint. Yeah, Jake can tell them where to buy them. Um, or, or um, like, maybe for the after party, you could do, like, joints instead of, like, cigars for after parties. Oh, yeah, that's fun. I mean, as long as it's legal in your state, I think, like, it's actually kind of an interesting idea. I like it. Like, I would be totally fine with it people are doing other shit at your wedding so like let's give them something legal yeah especially for people who don't drink um, yeah i think it's a fun idea yeah it's kind of an interesting idea right yeah all right this one made my blood boil with wedding planning like i'm curious to hear what you say my car my partner comes from a long sorry let's restart my partner comes from a large family. All in all, there are over 400 people he considers close family. My only family are my parents and one grandparent. I always wanted an intimate wedding, but I know I would have to compromise. Before booking a venue, I asked my in-laws to write down everyone they wanted to invite. They I tried read this hard. One. You read this one? Yeah. Okay. I tried hard to cut down and they came up with 120 close family members and friends. My parents invited about 30 people, close friends, who watched me grow up, and my partner and I have 40 close friends. We ended up booking a dream venue that accommodates up to 200 guests based on this list. Everyone seemed happy, no drama, and I felt so blessed. We have a small buffer and guest count, and I was hoping to invite some new friends we met last year while living in our city where the wedding is. We're waiting a bit on this, though, to see how it pans out. A few weeks ago, my partner received a wedding invite from a distant cousin who lives far away. He rarely sees her or her family, and I've never met her, and we've been together for over 12 years. My name was not in the invite. He just got a plus one. I'm not sure if we can attend, and I'm not really sure if that should affect the answer. Here's where the conflict starts. The cousin and her family were not on the original list, but now my in-laws are insisting we must invite her and her side of the family, 10 plus people. This would take and possibly exceed remaining capacity. I said I have some friends I'd rather invite and my in-laws got upset. 
They told me that they were also making sacrifices by not inviting their friends. And I just don't understand what family obligations are because I don't have a large family. I told them, I don't think these people are important because his cousin clearly does not know that I exist or, or she would have put my name on the invite, nor were they on their original list that they made. They responded that family at the end will always be there for you, unlike friends who come and go, and I would be naive to prioritize my friends over family. This statement made me cry because I've never really had family, so I've always viewed my friends as my family who are near and dear to my heart. I don't know what to do. I'm upset, but I'm not sure if this is the hill I'm willing to die on because I generally love my in-laws. Is it selfish that I really want to prioritize my new friends over this cousin? This whole, I almost picked the story because one, I think like an intimate wedding is not 200 people to begin with. Like this person wanted a small wedding and they've already compromised on having 200 and I think the wedding venue holds 220. Um, and well, for like the, this, this distant, this distant cousin does not need to be invited to the wedding they might be having like a 500 person wedding. And so their lists are very different. And so they might be invited. And just because you're invited to their wedding doesn't mean they have to be invited to your wedding, especially if your name's not even on the invitation and you're a plus one. Um, I also like don't understand the whole like the in-laws or the parents of the bride, parents of the groom need, they put up such a fight about having their friends to the wedding. Like it's not your wedding. You already had your wedding. You already had the wedding to invite all your friends. Like they should be allowed to invite their friends. Totally. And also like the parents' friends are boring. Like this cousin and her 10, you know, family members are not going to be on the dance floor dancing, like making your wedding fun. No, no. I'd say this is a hundred percent the hill to die on, and this is just the beginning of shit that's going to come with like in laws. One hundred percent. I would not give in. I wouldn't give in. I'd be like, I'm not inviting your weird cousins that you didn't put on your list of a hundred and twenty people. I'd be pissed. Yeah, and also your husband should be the one to say something. Like you shouldn't be the one to die on the hill. Your husband needs to tell them like they're not coming. Yeah, I had Jake had Jake had to die in the hill when we were making our wedding list. And I finally got to the point where I was so fed up. I said, like, figure this out right now. Yeah, you let your husband die on the hill. And also, it's totally fine if you invite 10 friends from the new city that you live in. And then, like, you don't see them again in five years. Like, you have friends for a reason, a season, and a lifetime. So it's fine if that's just a season. We have friends. We just watched our wedding video with Georgia and we had friends from Boston that, like, we don't talk to or see anymore, but I don't regret inviting them. Like, they were our yeah. friends at the time. Who cares? What did Georgia think of your wedding video? Ah, eh, she didn't really understand too much yet. Oh. All right. So, we're at 47 minutes. Do you want to end with one funny story? Well, we only have two more left, so let's just keep going. I think we should save them. No, there's only two more stories left. Let's just do them, and then we'll always pick six categories. It's fine if it's, like, an hour and 20-minute podcast. All right. Um, Unless you're starving. No, I had spring rolls and a bagel before. <laughs> okay. It's only two stories. My last two are pretty short, too. All right. My next story is social skills. It's pretty short. Me, too. Okay. My husband, male, 61-year-old. 
historically does not want to be friends with our neighbors. This was fine because we often moved every few years as my husband is a builder. Shut up. However, we have now moved into a smaller house, which we plan to live here for several years. Our neighbors down the street have numerously (laughs) asked us to go to dinner with them. And after about the fifth time, I feel like I have to say yes. I told my husband that we're going to dinner with said neighbors on Saturday. And it is now Wednesday, and he hasn't spoken to me in two days. I know he's upset because he doesn't want to be friends with our neighbors, but there's no good reason why he cannot be friends with them. Fast forward to Friday, and he's boiling mad. He cannot even tell me why he's mad. He's just mad because he needs to go because we have to go to dinner with these neighbors. We end up going to the dinner and it's fantastic. They're super nice and there was no reason for him to be upset in the first place. Am I crazy or is he crazy? Where'd you find this story? Um a social I have a connection. You have a connection? Yeah. All right. I think it's like an old man, like grouchy thing that like they, they just like feel like, I think like as you get older, especially men, they like don't want to do anything. Like, I think if you're not like a social person to begin with, then the older you get, you just get less, less and less and less and less and less social. But do you think you should be neighborly with your neighbors? Like, do you think you should be friends with your neighbors is the ultimate question here. Yeah. I love being friends with our neighbors. Our neighbors coming over in a little while. I think so, too. I think, like, the saying of, like, be neighborly is, like, very important. Yeah, of course you should be friends with your neighbors. There's no reason not to. And then, also, it's great, because if you're away, like, you can be like, hey, Debbie, our neighbor, can you, like, make sure I locked my front door? Like, we got a package. Can you put it in my garage? Like, you have someone that you can call. Yeah. I love our neighbors. This man's crazy. Crazy. He's nuts. He he never wants to be friends with a neighbor. He sounds like a mean man. <laughs> Alright, this is my social skills. How can I discourage people from referring to me as my dog's mom? I don't want to make a big deal of it, but I also feel very uncomfortable being called mom. You're a dog mom. Also, lady, they don't know your first name. That's why they're calling you like, they call me at the dog park Wally's mom. Because they right. forgot my first name. Hello. So if someone's calling you Wally's mom, just be like, oh, yeah, I'm Wally's mom. And, like, my first name's Caitlin, just in case you forgot. You can call me Caitlin. Yeah. No. That's, like, actually, like, one of my issues is, like, I cannot remember owners' names. But I'll, I'll remember the dog's name. Yeah. And I, don't be, the, I don't know the name of any of the owners. And I'd be totally fine if I was, like, oh, Cooper's mom. If Cooper's mom was just, like, oh, but, like, it's Samantha. I'd be like, oh, my God, thank you so much. I just didn't know how to ask. This girl maybe does have social skills and she isn't realizing that, you know, they're calling you dog's mom because they don't know your name. Right. All right. This is my pet story. I I work in a pet-friendly office and I bring my Bernadoodle to work with me every day. One of my coworkers baked a homemade loaf of banana bread 
I didn't realize where my dog had gone, but knew he wasn't around me, so I went looking. I found him in the kitchen eating the entire top of the bread off. I quickly flipped the loaf of bread over and acted like nothing had happened. Later that day, the entire loaf of bread was gone as my coworkers had enjoyed it. Was I wrong for not throwing it in the garbage and letting everyone eat the top, eat the bread that my dog had eaten the top off? All right, Christy's pulling stories from our family. <laughs> so this story's about me. I do have a crazy Bernadoodle Wally. This was years ago, thank God. And yeah, he was bad. He used to eat everything in the office. So this day, I was late for a meeting and everyone was in the meeting room. And I let Wally off his leash and he ran to the table. He just like took chunks off the top. So it just looked like it had got stuck to the pan. Like no one would notice. But he took it off the whole thing. And I was like, I'm not saying shit. Like someone brought in this homemade banana bread. And then I did tell someone later in the day. I was like, oh my God, Wally ate like, Wally ate chunks off the top of that banana bread. And they're like, oh. Whole segment on Wally. We could do a whole segment. We could end each podcast with like a Wally story. Wally has done so many bad things over the years. Like insane amount of bad things. Let's end next week's podcast with Wally and the Diva Cup story. What is the story? Oh my god, this one was so bad. This was so bad. My CEO's girlfriend, they had just gotten back from a trip. And she had her suitcase opened up in the office. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell that next week. Okay, we'll tell that one next week. I'm so disgusted even thinking about it. Who was the underwear that Wally got? Like, he had, like, the lacy underwear in his mouth running around the office. Yeah, that was another time, too. (laughs) So, we'll just give you the backstory of Wally. So, Wally's seven, but we got Wally seven years ago because CJ, my husband, was working from home before like COVID. This was seven years ago. So it was like when work from home wasn't a thing. And he was really lonely working from home. So he really, really wanted a dog. So we got Wally, who was only supposed to weigh 30 pounds as a Bernadoodle. Wally weighs 65. And three months later, CJ's office opened. So I got stuck taking Wally to the office for me for Wally came to the office with me for the next five years. I worked at HubSpot first. I got fired. And then my next criteria to like find a new job in Boston, like the only thing I cared about was that Wally could come to the office. So I only interviewed at places that were dog friendly and I ended up at ProfitWell. Yeah, that's fun though that he came. You have like the best stories of Wally going to the office with you. He's psychotic. He used to have um, street treats, which was like trash. And the worst street treat he ever picked up was a bag of poop. Yeah, because he wasn't like, he like picked up this bag of poop. It was in a brown bag. And I was like, oh, Wally, like, what's wrong, Wally? You can't open up the bag. Like, (laughs) help, Wally. So I'm like, let me help you get your street treat. So I open up the bag and it's human poop and it gets all over my hands. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Why do you let your dog eat trash on the sidewalk, though, is even more concerning. They were street treats. Disgusting. <sighs> Poor Wally. Hopefully by, uh, hopefully by September, Wally will finally have a yard at seven years old. Yeah, he deserves it. 
He's a lazy guy, though. He just likes to sleep and chill. He has to go to the park twice a day, always. Yeah. All right, so this was your Sunday cleaning podcast. We're going to try to release these every Saturday or Sunday. We'll get on a better schedule, and we'll keep you guys posted. How was good? It's good. Thanks for listening with us. All right. Bye. Bye.